Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is twisting W W How many W's? How many times can you double? How many times? How many times can you double it? How many times can you double it? Well, sir, how many times do you plan on doubling the W you've already doubled? Because there's only so many W's we can do if you don't get back to do what you did, that you did, that you had, that you could do. Love a good wolf. Oh, what you talking about? You talking about a wolf? Oh my God, my love wolves. Also my baby leg wolves. Cause my baby don't know that the wolves is gonna eat you. Hey everybody, welcome to Twisting. Twi- oh, see, I, I could use a windscreen. Do you agree? Maybe I'll just change my mic technique. A little further away. It's okay. Every day is today. Welcome back. In this one, this is this is this is, this is twisting. Tw- tw- see, I'm getting that spa. 
Should I get a wool sock out? Am I going to make more noise? This is twisting the wind, the most sibilance, sibilancy, sibilant, sibilant nest, uh, nascent, nasal nasty, uh, motherfucking crank cracker, and the whole business. This is the podcast. It's twisting the wind. It's a good one. A promise as sure as the sun, which is the slogan for days in, which is where I am right now. Sometimes this is, this is a rarity right now. This is a rarity. I'm currently podcasting from a hotel, beautiful little hotel. Out the window is a lovely view of just a, a magnolia tree that's in full fucking wax bliss. I mean, the wax, the cutin, the keratin, is it cutin, the 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 cuatine, whatever it is that whatever the wax is in those leaves, it is you could probably make fucking thousands of candles just from a couple scrapes, couple just get out there. Oh, uh, what you doing down there now, Buck? Oh, you know, just scraping this mag tree, trying to make a candle out of it. Well, you know, I heard it could be done. I heard it on the radio there a couple of years back, back when Dad was doing what Dad did, what he did, what he did, we're doing it. And, Now I'm 35 years older and I still can't manage to get any goddamn wax off this motherfucking magnolia tree. I'm sorry about that, Mama. I didn't mean to waste your time scraping on this magnolia. Magnolia. But I did hear, though, that <coughs> there's a French perfumier does think the magnolia is just the goddamn gentlest scent there is in the whole motherfucking goddamn world. Okay, well then I guess you go ahead and keep on scraping here. So here we are, Twisting the Wind. Thanks for being here. It's a really good episode. Uh, I'm really happy right now. I mean, I could be happier technically because I could have just exercised, done a bunch of cardio, which really fucking gets my goat cracking. It gets me fucking lick step. Lockstep. Is that a Nazi reference? I hope it's not. Maybe it is. That's goose step, but isn't lockstep? Oh, well, we're going to get you guys lockstep. I think that's what they say to Cub Scouts. They want to get them. Yeah, they want those Cub Scouts all lined up, ready to ready to kill. So they get them lockstep. But uh, all that being said, pretty stoked because got some real good casts, some real good potties. <laughs> some real, got some real good potties that I did. I pre-did before being out on the road like I am right now. On the road. That's such a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it's on the road. I mean, I guess you're on the road, really. I don't know. I don't, I've never been a fan of that, that whole saying of on the road. Because people in the comedy community will say, hey, do you do the road? And I'm like, oh, I don't, what do you mean? What is it? What's the road? Have I performed stand-up other places? Yes. Um, do I... I think the road is generally well. Whatever. This is stupid. I don't want to talk about this. This is dumb. I don't like it. If I don't like it, then I don't. Then you, if, look here. If I don't like it, you don't like it. What I do like, I do generally enjoy this new Audio Technica mic I purchased today in Charleston. Uh, you know, Charleston, the city that's in that state. It's uh, 
South Carolina. I purchased it. It's real fucking nice. It's a replacement because guess what? I brought everything. I brought the whole kit and caboodle. I brought the kit and caboodle. I got the dog and the poodle, the rat and the gnat and snack and the hoople. I got Mott and the Poople. I got bags of snack, grouple. I got Gorp. I got Rope. I got Scorp. I got Scopes. I got Popes. I got Dopes. I got Lopes. I got Anties. Antelope and Croakers. Motherfucking Jokers. I got Steve Miller Band Tokers. I've got a bunch of Hash Pokers. I've got a Downtown McBrown Hot Tub Sound Reflection Inspection Direction Deck that comes back with a Bulletproof Vest uh, Tech Step Meth Clip. Keck, stack, Keck. It's Keck. It's the University of Keck, uh, Minnesota photo, photo booth. You ought to know. Hoda, uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda Soda had some of that. I brought all that stuff. The whole, the whole rack, rack top, tip down, hit brown, never hit ground till you hit to hear the sound of the of this of the town, the town uh, clown. Uh, I got all that. I'm fucking good with that stuff. It just I don't have the fucking the the chef's best ref kit tip test uh, full of your wish you the best um, nef never rest hessian hesh hest hef left. Crest and a microphone. Well, no, no, I don't have that. I have all the things I just mentioned. Should I go back through that again? I have the. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I can't redo that. Actually, uh, I have all those things, but I didn't. I didn't bring a microphone. It's like some old Christian fable. He had everything he needed, but he didn't have the love of the baby Christ with him, so he he couldn't get into the. The keyhole that had been constructed by the devil. So there you go. He had everything he needed, but he was missing one thing. The little match girl who lit the matches and to warm herself and she committed suicide in the snow. But she didn't really commit suicide because she was dying because there was no benevolence in this part of England in the winter. So she lit off her matches and, and then a young Johnny Pemberton cried reading that book, cried alone about the little match girl, because uh, it is a sad story. Little match girl is a truly sad story. Like most sad stories we read as kids, probably could have been avoided, like the O'Henry tale. I don't know how the title of it is. I think it's called The Gift of the Magi, where the woman cuts her hair to buy her husband a... What did she get her husband? Ah, I forget what she got him, but he bought her a comb... To comb that hair that she cut off to buy him the thing that he was going to use that he sold to get her that thi- comb. Uh, maybe it, was, it wasn't like his beard. No one was buying beards back then, that's for sure. Uh, maybe it was uh, she so- he sold his pipe and she bought him like a really nice uh, tobacco. Either way, they had two gifts they couldn't use, but it didn't matter. Because they loved each other, which is which is saccharine and kind of ridiculous, but it's but it's true, but it's true. But also, maybe just check first. Say something like, "Um, oh, darling Emily, you're I do love your hair." Just so you know, just just today, I want to let you know, your hair. It's like my favorite thing. Uh, I know you like it a lot too, but just really, lo- I hope you. Know, I read the hair is really good, so <laughs> don't get any ideas. Not that you would get any ideas because I'm not definitely not giving you a gift that has anything to do with that. 
because uh, we can't we can't afford it. We're we're poor, but we're in love. So don't even don't think you know. That's all you have to do is you just had, he just had to do that. He just had to do that, buddy. And he didn't. He sacrificed himself, and she sacrificed herself, and then. I guess it made their love stronger because they both realized, oh, you like me that much? Oh, shit, I like you that much, too. Uh, now we we showed it because t- we both like pina coladas. <laughs> it's, it's just an ancient version of do you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain, right? If you don't know what that song's about, uh, I actually found out about that song through some some dude, uh, like this dude, the, basically the broadest-shouldered man I've ever met in my entire life, some fucking... Ex, not an ex-marine. You don't say ex-marine. You say marine, right? Because ne- you're never an ex-marine. You're a marine for life. As long as you're eating yogurt and shit and you're a marine for life. So don't say ex-marine, motherfucker. Which is true. So this marine, I was sailing with friends 12 years ago. And people, when they're out on boats, there's something about a boat that just makes people happy. It's evidenced by the names of boats. Boats are always have great names. Because people are like, I fucking love this boat, man. I'm never happier than I'm with on this boat. And almost, almost the whole wage slavery thing almost makes sense. It really does. The being a wage slave almost makes sense. Well, sorry, a salary slave makes sense if you've got a fucking nice boat you can use. So that being said, I'm out in this fucking beautiful boat in marina. We're in the Bahamas. Everyone's happy. It's just good. This guy, he's wandering around. He's got wandering, wandering around. He's got a scotch in his hand. You know, it looks like a tiny scotch because he's just fucking like a. I mean, there's there's that word brick shit house, but this guy is a brick shit house. He really was. He's got a thick southern accent, like North Carolina accent, real real fucking easy to listen to. And he comes. He he. Uh, our captain inv- invites him aboard. Would you like to come aboard for a beer? And he gladly does because he's alone and wants some company to, to chaw, to chew some fat on. And this guy starts to talk, and he is talking. And he is dominating the conversation. But he's he's got a nice voice, nice drawl. He's talking about how he works on King's Ranch, which is some fucking massive ranch in Texas. And he's just talking all this stuff. It was, it was fun to listen to, you know. I think I was a little bit of an insolent young man at the time, so I was a little bit like, motherfucker, this guy down here, and we want to talk. We want to be stupid, funny boys. But he's talking, and he mentions how, um, about his old lady, how like, well, you know that song, Pina Colada? That's, it's kind of like that. And I was like, well, I don't know what that means. I guess I thought it meant, like, you know, people like getting caught in the rain. Everyone loves kissing in the rain, right? If you're with your girlfriend, you haven't kissed her in the rain, maybe you should get that set up real quick soon. Uh, but he s- explains that song, and evidently it's about, <laughs> I can't explain this fucking ultra-popular song, but I didn't know it. So it's just, there you go. It's, to each his benefit, his own is with it. And he explains it, and it's basically about how these people break up. And they both, they both, one of them, posts a personal ad and the other one responds to it not knowing it's the other person they just broke up with which was do you do you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain and all kinds of other stuff and he responds and they what happens is they both didn't know that each other liked the things that they did and they're like wow our relationship we're back together now even though we're both did this personal thing and it's just Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know you liked those very specific kind of boring things. I do too. And that's the gift of the Magi. And that, wow, this this all came out of me about to tell you guys how I 
brought all my stuff to record the podcast, but I didn't bring a fucking microphone. And here we are listening to this this me talking with lots of sibilance because I'm recording on a... Oh, it's a good microphone. It's good. It just needs a windscreen. It's going to be real great. It's going to add to the collection. I'm going to start collecting mics. I'm also going to start collecting little boom boxes. I was in Radio Shack today. God damn, I love fucking Radio Shack. If you don't like Radio Shack, I don't know. I just don't get it. Radio Shack is like not is like beating up a dirt a, a dirk, beating up a nerd, a dork. Beating up you don't beat up the dork. He doesn't need it. Just how can you not like Radio Shack? How can you not? It's just so good. There's just so much so much crap there, so much useless crap. And if you ever need to convert you don't need to wrongly, inappropriately convert the voltage or the whatever type of impedance you're working with or impotence or I think I think they say impedance because it sounds like impotence, which is like impotence, like impotent, like limp dick, like need a fucking see Alice. <laughs> uh, that's the way I say it that way. But if you want to change the flow of your electric rate on something cable wise or build something with soldering, you got to go to Radio Shack, man. Radio Shack's the only place, there's no other place you can get that kind of stuff you don't ever need. So from now on, this podcast is being brought to you by Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Not many radios, not a shack, but if you would like to build a radio in a shack, we're the only place you can get what you need to do what you want to do. Radio Shack. Ham radio enthusiasts guaranteed. Thank you so much for listening to Twisting the Wind. I've got this is a great episode. It's really fucking dynamic. It's hot, it's sparkling. I'm really happy with it. Got two other ones coming around the bend that real fuck their fucking smokers, smokestacks. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please download it on people's computers who you don't know. Just just get it out there. Push it around, okay? Because sometimes good things aren't aren't. Uh, what is the word? Sometimes like a storm exists in one spot and they don't know about it in the other spot because it's even though it's gone its way, it's, you know, it's like that. That's a classic analogy from the American West. So yeah, uh, spread the word if you like it. Also, please go to feralaudio.com and click on the Twisting the Wind page and click on Amazon, our Amazon portal, and buy the shit you need for your life. Buy stuff. I buy stuff. I bought a new book. I bought James Howard Kunstler's new book. The History of the Future. I bought two of them by accident on Amazon.com using the Feral Audio portal. I'm fucking sticking my finger in my own butthole. And I, that's, that's, not, that's an old saying. The snake biting its tail. So it's not biting. It's like kissing it and giving it a little love kiss. It actually is in the form of money. So do that. Go to Amazon.com through Feral Audio. If you're at Amazon.com and you didn't go through the Twisting the Wind page on the FeralAudio.com page, I don't know who the f- I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know who you are. If you're doing not doing that to me, if you're not doing what I want you to do to me, and fifthly, donate some money. If you don't want to engage in Amazon because they're a multinational corporation that is like Nestle and probably will eventually bankrupt the modern world due to an overexpansion of territory and influence, much like Walmart has done with, with uh, our food system. Wow, that was a lot of information. Um, if you don't want to do that, just donate. We've got some great donations coming in here. I really appreciate it, and it helps because... Uh, this is a, a genuine, high-quality, high-definition audio product that you're getting. 
for fucking free, motherfucker. And when I say motherfucker, I mean it in the James Brown, uh, Richard Pryor sense, where it's like, you're he's a motherfucker. Like, I'd say I have J.J. Kale, his music. If I was someone talking about J.J., I'd say, oh, man, J.J.'s a motherfucker. Meaning like, oh, God, he tear it up. Meaning like, oh, God, he rip it down. Meaning like, oh, God, he blow the fucking roof off. Constantly showing up to the scene with the ceiling missing. So you're a motherfucker for listening, but you're a real motherfucker for not donating and listening. You got it? Okay. Okay. Enjoy this podcast with Clay and Wit. Oh, I said the guest before the guest. Pretty cool. We're ripping. Nice. Ripping and rolling. Strolling and holing. What's this shirt all about? This shirt, this is from uh, Addict Records, the record label. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's like Midwestern, Milwaukee, noise, electronic, non-dance dance music. I don't know how you describe it, but it's really good. It's good stuff. That's yeah. tight. That's cool, dude. And that's a, you have a pissed jeans shirt on, which is a punk band. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you've in uh you have on a white t white uh, men's short sleeve button up that mm-hmm. can be, I think it's actually a pregnant woman's is shirt. It? Why yeah. do you think that? Because it feels very like extra blousey right here. But it's buttoning from the 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 correct side. If I do believe it, no. oh, it's it is. Okay, side, well, so. yeah, I, okay. I, I believe that is a men's side. Yeah. So. Well, that's a, good to know. It's good to know. That makes me feel better. Uh, Clay Tatum, Whitmer, Alexander Thomas. Jenkins? Jenkins, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool to have you guys here. Dude, thanks, John. You, got you a guys nice are bros spot. from way back when, right? Yeah, dude. You I guys think... are, uh, you guys did Deep Nights together? Deep uh, Nights? Isn't that the club night you guys ran in uh, Tuscaloosa? Yeah, <laughs> Deep Nights. Yeah, man. Deep Nights. We do Deep, deep nights. nights, which is a deep great nights. little club. Well, so, how did you guys, you guys know each other because you grew up together? Yeah, me and Clay met. In sixth, first day of sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good time. First That's... day of sixth grade. Okay. Was that middle school where you were or was that still? Yeah, that was middle school. So that was the first year That was the school. first middle school. That was basically day. also known as the worst year of school. The most... No. Was the best uh, for me. Not for Wit. Wit, Wit kind of hit a stride. Really? Well, I, so I moved to a new town when I was 10 and uh, it was awful. What's 10? Fourth grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay. For me, it was. My birthday's in May. Okay. And uh, I got picked on a whole lot. What's like, the new town? It was Gulf Shores or Gulf Orange Shores. Beach. Which Alabama. We, me and Claire from this place called Pleasure Island. And on Pleasure Island, mm-hmm. there's Gulf Shores and Orange Beach. There's two elementary schools and then everybody goes to the same middle school and high school. Got it. I went to Orange Beach Elementary School, which was a really brand new school. There was like like my four, my fifth grade class shared its classroom with fourth graders because it was so small. Wow. Um. And there, I think there was only like maybe thirty kids mm-hmm. in fifth grade, but uh, people picked on me a lot. What do they say? They just call me gay. Really? Yeah, because they call you faggot. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes I don't know what the number. No, they call me everything. They I mean, they would pussy? draw, they would build crucifixes, and then I would now walk into class in the morning. They would all hiss at me and pull what? out their crucifixes. Yeah, I can't imagine this. What at the all. fuck? Where yeah. does that come from? Is that from a movie or something? I don't know, man. I oh, mean, it all. St- it was like my a- fault. Why? What'd you do? Well, okay, so make a bad impression. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so uh, we were watching the sex ed vid like the first few weeks of school, right? And I wanted the cool guy or the 
bully in school and his name was Jimmy to think I was cool. What's Jimmy's last name? <laughs> Jimmy Avery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look him up. Um, no, so I wanted him to think I was cool and they were talking about how you can get boners at any time. Wow. And I and the sex ed thing and so I like whispered into Jimmy's ear that I had a boner and uh, he was like, you're gay. And then so and forever. It. Yeah, yeah, it's done. It's I was gay for that whole year. Fucking and then mistake. when... When all the Orange Beach kids mixed with the Gulf Shores kids in middle school, I made a lot of new friends. Because you had a clean slate. Yeah, had a clean slate. A, a, a second straight clean slate. slate. You yeah. know, it kind of doesn't. Slate. It kind of doesn't make sense when I think about it. Because when I was in fifth grade in Gulf Shores, me and Jimmy were friends. When you were in fourth grade, it was it fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, it well, doesn't you, make any sense. I remember like it's either fifth or fourth. Right? Well, no, because Jimmy went to Orange Beach, and. In fourth and fifth grade, but I have memories of him in Cole Shores. But Man. I mean, I was there. That's true with Jimmy. No, but Jimmy was the type of guy who like forced me to be his friend. Uh, did you ever have but one of those? Is, yeah, but this is the guy who called you who who was responsible for all that misery, and he forced you to be his friend. Yeah, he would force me to be his friend and like make me wrestle him. Oh, okay. And then like act like I was winning, and then he would call me gay, and like think he's gay. Nah, he's in jail probably. Okay. Yeah, but I'm sorry, I think he's gay. He jail or prison? A prison, I okay. prison for sure. But uh, he, uh, man, he caused a lot of pain. But then it all went away. Sixth grade, it kind of all ended. And by the time we were gotten into high school, mm-hmm. Jimmy like had changed a lot and like wanted. He was kind of not. I wouldn't say cool, but he was cool with everybody. Like, right. He wouldn't. He didn't pick on people anymore. He was down. Yeah, I think he had kind of gotten served by some older kids and kind you of got checked. Yeah, like realized like I shouldn't be doing that. And, yeah. So you guys met in sixth grade back mm-hmm. when you were coming out of this gay period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my gay period. Yeah, got it. Yeah, right. and Clay, the way that I, I mean, I knew that he skated. We had a he had his locker was right underneath mine. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, so that bam, hit it off. Yeah. Simple as that. Back oh, then, yeah. all that it took to be friends was like you'd look at kids skate uh, shoes and see if they were skate shoes and then if they were you could be friends with them what also, if, i didn't it also helped that i put logos on my locker mm-hmm. what kind of logos I, I i did blind skateboards which i don't know why it's just anything that has to do with skateboarding i put on yeah i probably had a fucking dc logo on there well back then alien workshop oh yeah I probably, no i think the logo is too complicated for bird? Me to really, but back birdhouse, birdhouse for sure mean, it had to be too complicated because it was the because they didn't have one set logo. They just had, like, maybe an alien head. Yeah. But if you drew that, it'd be like... Oh, you drew Remember them? back in the... Yeah, Clay would draw them. Yeah, would you draw, draw them, them on a piece of paper or draw them on the locker? I'd draw them on the locker with a permanent marker. Would you get in trouble for that? I didn't get in trouble. Well, what maybe the... I did, but no. it's just like... For drawing Clay didn't get locker? in trouble. He got to be in special classes. So yeah, like, I was he in, got like, special I was treatment. in, like, small classes. And really? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I just didn't... It's just school was something I did not care for. When we got, bit. and he's always been really intelligent, but he just didn't try. Yeah. And when we were in high school, uh, teachers would like get assigned to all the students who didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck, like Clay. And I ended up sort of becoming friends with one of those teachers. Her name was Miss Jones. We, she was my newspaper teacher, and we were kind of like buds. Mm-hmm. She would always complain to me about Clay and how really? he just refused yeah, to do work to, at all. She would have to pull me out of class and go like, Clay, you have a thing coming up. Are you doing anything about it? I go, I'm sorry. It's just I can't. <laughs> why do you nothing. say you can't? What's because the... I just don't want to. Oh, so why didn't you want to? Because it involves work, and I just don't want to do it. I don't want to be here. I want to be out... 
in the New York City being a gutter punk. That's all I care about. <laughs> really? Uh, when did that get in your point. head? Uh, early on. Sixth grade? Sixth, Sixth grade, grade. I just stopped caring. How did you find out about gutter punks? Um, I found out through Wit's older brother, like, type of, like, That crew. People, there was a crew, crew. I mean, of people, like, three, five years right. older than us. They were GP. Trey, Trey, just Clay's like, older brother was friends with a lot of them, but he wasn't really one of them. Who was like they were into punk and like the the skate punk kind of right. subculture, and uh, there was like a black flag sticker on a street light and like that somebody named Hayden Calloway put up. Jesus, and Hayden like, Calloway. Yeah, and then Hayden Calloway's been over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! There's a black flag sticker on light post. Like Hayden's been running around here. Uh, you know Hayden's been there. And Hayden, then <laughs> what you doing putting a black flag sticker on Mama's post there for? You know that's you know she's gonna clean that off tomorrow with a scraper. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think it's still there. It's probably is still there. It oh. survived like four hurricanes. Wow. And there was like a dead Kennedy's logo carved into a cement. Like Dead sidewalk, Kennedys. and it was also before like the internet is around. Oh and yeah, it's a thing. But for us, it wasn't like a thing. It wasn't the communication tool. It was like so, a thing you yeah maybe yeah. got an article from. But uh, it that wasn't one even that. Server. I mean, I feel like I'm basically the way that the music thing happened was we really liked all that music. It was right. really easy, so we and we all played music. Me and Clay and our friends, and so we would goof around and play songs together and come up with like different bands all the time and then our my older brother and his friends and like our older friends ended up getting cars and then they would take us down to pensacola florida which is where like music was and shows and we would go to shows and go to get cds what was the first band name you guys had um, two foot nothing. Two, two foot, foot nothing. nothing. It was like a it was a ska band that we wanted to put together. Never it never happened. But a I have a shitload outfit. of logos. We learned <laughs> of one guttermouth song. Oh my god, man! Was, that was an era. That was the Jesus. But then it was two foot. I mean, I can tell you all of our band names. Yeah, Dysfunctionals is another Two foot nothing. The dysfunctionals. The derelicts. Um the that's a real band name isn't it the derelicts it's gotta be yeah now i think it is but we didn't we had no idea um the them them which was a van morrison but we did uh there was periods in between each or x's really it was x's yeah t-h-e-m yeah it was t-x-h-x-e-x-m and yeah. stood for like a bunch of different things. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we actually—that's like that's the only thing that we recorded too. We actually have like a song called "Pledge Now." Called "Pledge Clay Now." That I sing. It's, an, it's about now. not wanting to pledge allegiance. It's not wanting to pledge. Okay. Hey uh, now. I thought I had my phone on because I thought you guys were gonna call me. Oh, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna turn it off now. There you go. It's okay. Because I knew you're gonna get lost. Because everyone gets lost coming here. Mm. Uh, T H M. Who else? Um. Who else? Other bands. Well, then, um, I wanted to be more of into emo. Okay. So I started a band called Say Your Last. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. But and you weren't in this band? Clay? I was. Well, here's well, the thing. I did not want to. I just was like, hey, listen, I, I, if this is a new thing that you want to try out, go for it, pal. I just want nothing to do with it. What's your name again? What, who? What's your name? Clay. Clay. Tatum. And your name is Whitmer Thomas. Great. This is twisting the wind with those two guys. Oh, hey, well, well, I hey. forgot that this got is it. Like, yeah. Okay. Just doing a station identification pause breaker. So yeah, you let him be. Let him be. You let him have a. 
So I went and did that. Go, go find yourself. I had just got my heart broken. I went and did that. Yeah. We had, we wrote a few sad emo songs. I don't want to sign the never No. One of them How's like this. I hope that this is over. This feeling is gone. Or something like that. Man, yeah. emo. I forgot. I always forget about emo, how, how distinctive and powerful it was for uh, such a long period of time. I have pictures of me singing. Back God, then. did you have like purple bangs or anything like that, or no. what? No, no. I didn't. We never, we never got into any of the, the, okay. like, the fashion stuff. No. But then uh, I think it's because we didn't have access to it because we right. were in the dirt south. But uh, and then say your last. That music is pretty boring to play. Okay. And so say your last transformed into like a metal hardcore mosh kind of band. And that's when Clay was like, yeah, I'm down with this. I'll be okay. in this. And so yeah, Clay came joined in. and joined in. I was just a lonely punk. I didn't have a... <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> it was a no one, punk. I was like, no one is like, wants to go to shows with me because this is just a damn shame. I want to have, have buddies again. And you want me to play bass? I don't play bass, but I'm fucking <laughs> so sure. I played guitar. I played guitar bass. throughout. I'm a guitar player, but like I'll play bass because I want friends again. Please. Yeah. Let me be in your band. So, but then that band was cool, and we went on tour and stuff. And man, how old were you at this point? We were like 16, 15, 15 16. to 16. Young like guys out in the world. Yeah. yeah. But we, we made a splash. Made really? a splash. Because, like, uh, the, Pensacola had a lot of emo bands at the time, but they didn't have any, like, heavier bands. Mm-hmm. And so we were, like, the first heavy band that you can, like, dance to. Which and, was what you called at this point? Say Your Last. Say Your Say last. last. Which is, like, your last words. Like, Say Your Last Words. Yeah, and it was a lot of... Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. So sort of like... It's just metalcore. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. It's really heavy. High kicks? Oh yeah, dude. Windmills? Yeah. High kicks, windmills. Those fucking windmills. Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing that shit for the first time. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? That guy's wearing short shorts and <laughs> yeah. he's like dancing with his twin. Man, did like, I I was so into it. Short shorts? Well, I was into like basketball shorts. I mean like if if you're if you're following my evolution here, mm-hmm. it was pop punk ska to gutter punk and mm-hmm. going like th- I have had enough of this junk. Go to metalcore. And then this weird tough guy hardcore I was really into, and so that's like the first time I started dressing the part, and uh, because it was easy to wear a basketball shorts. It's just like a basketball shorts and a terror t-shirt. And a what t-shirt? Terror. terror. Okay. Um. So. Which is like you're ready to fight, but you're not going to fight. Right. Terror. And then so that was a rough patch of my life. And it was also but, right when Clay had to start wearing glasses. Okay. And yeah. so it really it was ruining his his tough guy image. Yeah, I couldn't be listening to Madball with my four eyes. <laughs> Madball. <laughs> oh God. I got, can I can I backtrack and ask you again how you how did you get into gutter punk exactly? Because I think uh, that's okay, a very so distinctive it's thing. It's what it is. I mean, I remember the first, I remember a life-changing day Okay. of music. Maybe you remember better than... Probably. Was. I mean, Wit was probably the one that got me into it. Okay. Well, no. Me and Clay already liked like Blink-182 and stuff when we met. We that's liked, not, that's no, pop. No, no, it's, no. No, no, that's like in the pop We just yeah. like Blink-182, Green, Green Day, Other. Pennywise, right. like SoCal punk yeah, stuff. Yeah, SoCal. And then Server, uh, I remember going to shows. We got into other stuff. Strike Anywhere, Good Riddance, which are still kind of pop punk, bad religion kind of stuff. Bad religion, yeah, stuff like that. And then we would and see like This Bike Is a Pipe Bomb, which this is bike, like a local. Right? Yeah, that was a great band that we. Would see. This Bike and Against Me were like huge. Can I did play a little side story here, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a kid, a student at Florida State University, where I went to 
College with a This Bike is a Pipe Bomb sticker on his bike. Oh, classic story. I forget that we're from the same region mm-hmm. or when you went to college. I, mean, probably, I think you know the end of the story is that yeah. it was parked outside the that. library. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, someone calls up a fucking bomb threat. Did you know this idiot. guy? No, I don't know. He was like, he was like friends. Because I remember when that happened because it yeah. was like a big thing. It had yeah, a bomb lot. scare yeah. because this because there's a sticker that says this bike is a pike bomb on a bike yeah. that's parked. Hey, I threw it on my bike. I I, yeah, we everybody had that. God, on bike. Yeah. how that's so amazing. But was that you know post nine eleven? That, that was pre nine eleven. Oh, was it? Ooh. I think this was eighth. You know what? Grade. It might have been right after nine eleven. That's why it was. so I know we got into this bike. Right pre nine eleven, and then nine eleven. Yeah, because so we back were in eighth to the, grade. Back to the uh, well. So yeah, okay. we were into all those bands, right. lo- the kind of bands that would play around in our hometown, and and then Kazaa happened. Yep, it was there like it Napster post right oh, after right, Napster. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. And Clay had Jeez, faster internet at his parents' office. I was a, I was a computer whiz. Yeah, and he got Kazaa, and then. It just changed again. Also, I found a CD. My mom like came to L.A. Um, long story. Um, and uh, I found my uh, old Crass CD I had. Ooh. And it was like, a, I, I like I designed the Crass logo with a, a stencil font or whatever on this CD. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is fucking awesome. I can't believe I had this when I was little. I popped it in. All of it was subhuman songs. The and subhuman. I had no idea. Oh, really? When I was little, because Kazaa... Sometimes they would fuck yeah, with mislabel. you, yeah, and they would just mislabel all the songs. So I, I got a whole subhuman album thinking it was crass the whole time. Wow! I took no. So. Well, yeah. So like, Kazaa in eighth grade gave us the ability to kind of look up any music that we had seen the logo for mm-hmm. the band for, just around town or around at shows Try or it out at for record free. stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we got into everything, and it was like we in eighth grade were really into. Politi- it was like George Bush, 9-11. Yeah. So everything political. Yeah. It was like anti-flag and anti-flag. like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then we got into punk core records. Which and then is punk like, core, which is... At the time was like Casualties and... Casualties the and like uh, Lower Class Brats and The Virus and well, the, the, virus the, the Devochkas. Now there's a band called just Devochkas, but it's, this was Not a different same. band. Yeah. Um, we also have a website too that's still up about our old band. Is it? Yeah. What's, them, the, what's the website? It's them punks spelt with an X P U N X dot tripod dot com. So yeah. if you want to surf Holy over there, shit. yeah, you give us right a whirl. I'm gonna yeah. try right now. Find us. Yeah. Uh, our internet's fucking terrible here for some stupid reason. But that that was really fun. Yeah. Like the gutter punk kind of like classic punk with mohawks was super oh, exciting right for us well, because is that, we is got that, to look punk you right know what i mean yeah. with like spikes and things but is like that, that is that uh gutter punk is the mohawk i guess i don't really know it's like gutter, gutter punk, punk yeah. drunk you know, punk like it's it's not drunk punk it's okay. definitely not uh, it's definitely yeah drunk punk is kind of that was a casual definitely not like crust punk Right. God, is there is there really a distinction between crust punk, punk, crust like punk, and gutter punk? punk? I feel like I feel like yeah. Like what's crust punk? Someone that has a choking victim tattoo on their knuckle and like and a dog and a dog with and them. a dog with them like an bandana <laughs> around there. Their, their dog is named Zero and like <laughs> yeah. they off trains and they and they play acoustic punk songs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, right now they're into like folk, but back in the day they yeah. used, to, used to listen to Oz Rotten or some shit. Yeah. But yeah, now they're into like Devendra Bernhard and yeah, such. right, sure, yeah. There's a lot of options now. If you're a, if you're a crust so punk, much. there are so many options. That that whole the whole uh, indie folk scene is just given given away to so many yeah. options Keep going for to young Walmart people so your now. Parents but, can wire you money. 
What? That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, oh. well, you know, we lived out here, and our friend Jeremy, that you know, Jeremy, yeah, the guy who does jazz. sound, he did a thing. Jazz, jazz. jazz. Yeah, when he was like, uh, like eighteen or nineteen, he started hopping trains with all these people, mm-hmm. and then when he lived in downtown at the same time, like he lived like two floors down from me, and he, all of his crust punk like train opera friends would stay with him, and so we got a they stunk. They, they smell really bad. <laughs> real bad. Yeah, they. A lot of dogs. They got <laughs> a lot a dog of dogs died when they were busking Fuck, with man. their dog. It would give them; they'd make more money. Yeah, people felt bad for the dog. That's the reason they had the dog. Jesus, yeah, but, yeah. By then, we had kind of gotten out of it. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're definitely, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. recently, I, mean, I feel like we reverted back to more like what we originally liked in middle school. Yeah, I listen Which, to Less Than Jake every day. No, you don't. No, no, oh, my no, no. God. I did listen to uh, Less Than Jake the other day, though. Less Than oh, Jake. Sure. I forgot how repetitive they were. Yeah. Like, I, I had a friend in college who was in my French class, and this guy was a frat guy. I think he was in the Jewish frat, so not really a frat. Like, sort of like a club almost, because those guys were such dorks. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, they're just dorks. But this guy was the number one Less Than Jake fan. <laughs> He had probably 15 Less Than Jake t-shirts. He, I mean, this guy liked Less Than Jake so much. Ska is still alive in Florida. Florida? That's Florida it. has a fucking black hole for the love of Ska. It's it in really Orlando does. right now. Orlando is strong. Because it's something about Ska. <laughs> ska is the one music that is just, there's, it's devoid of negativity. Yeah. And so it's perfect for Disneyland. It's like the kind of thing where you can yeah. play. It's punk tangential. That's why it's so in so many Nickelodeon yeah, movies a, yeah, in the it's 90s. it's a weird thing, like the ska band. Because you can be silly, you can wear suspenders and have crazy hair. Yeah. And you can be like a punk, but with none of the none of the um, the unsightly, unseemly aspects of punk. <laughs> there's this, yeah, there's it's this, so funny, I never thought about it that way. It really is that way, isn't yeah. it? There's this kid named Raleigh who moved in. Raleigh. Moved to our hometown from Michigan, where ska, I guess, also was huge. Or it was a huge part of his life. And we were so into metal and like hardcore in high school. And this is when he moved there that he he was so bummed out all the time because he, we were his best friends. <laughs> so I would, I would, and he would, listen, dude, I used to listen to Catch Me Too all the time. I can relate to you right now with it, but I just don't want to listen to the damn thing. Yeah. And he'd always be like, he'd go, everything, everything in Alabama, you guys are also like hardcore and like tough. He sounded so bizarre to us. <laughs> Back then, because we were like, like, we sounded like, well, do good, do good, do man, do Oh, hi, we're gonna <laughs> try to have fun. So the first at Michigan accent we hear is, "Hello, my name is Raleigh," uh, <laughs> but he's like, uh, everything. In Michigan, is so much better. Instead of windmills and spin kicks in the mosh pit, people just do pyramids and are proud of each other. And what pat each other pyramids? on the backs. It's, it's just like a they thing build a pyramid like, out of their body. You go to a, you go to a ska show and you do cute things. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. You go to a ska show and the girls there are much cooler about sex and they all have vibrators and they will show them to you. And they're all <laughs> There's a also, lot of dimensions about this. They also are all overweight, aren't they? Yeah. And he, he was yeah. just so stoked on Michigan at and all. Michigan guess what he did? He moved from Gulf Shores to Orlando, and now he's in a ska band. God. Yeah, because he saw Less and Jake there, and he fell in love. And with they're the called well, the Destroyers of the Universe. He's doing it right. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing it right, man. Pretty sure he's, he's happy. Like, he has a dynamite attitude. I know that. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta have that attitude. Yeah, yeah. God, and he dresses exactly how you imagine him to. Right. Name it. Describe tight, it. A tight, like, baby blue shirt with, like, a logo on it. Right. Like Johnny Cupcake or something. Uh, Johnny Cupcakes or something like that. And big-ass uh, 
plaid shorts almost pants shorts dickies like big old dickies like just baggy okay. plaid almost like long shorts right. like converses and socks converses socks bleached hair yeah you gotta have the bleached hair you gotta have like a cool necklace with some like metal beads maybe yeah, yeah. God, you stuck just, to it you rolled with it <sighs> just this, thinking about that stuff it's just such a blast from the past yeah. it's weird to think about then the specials their album cover is them just getting completely fucked up on yeah. just drinking and smoking and how how it went from being a thing where it's like lower lower middle class suburbanites in England getting fucked up and doing drugs with guys from the West Indies to the cleanest thing in the squeaky clean yeah, yeah if you watch so those like that weird ska early 80s late 70s all the the music videos from that yeah. era that were on MTV they're also like punk rock and like they are, dark total song, and dingy yeah. and everybody looks so cool and then you watch the videos from 10 years later and it's like goldfinger yeah in their parents garage i would listen to to like suicide machines and like uh be like this is awesome and i keep on seeing specials come up i'm like what is the heck is this band i don't play them but i go this is not ska yeah (laughs) Um, it's weird how that like it just fucking deteriorated Mm -hmm. after that i really changed did operation ivy well, that still holds up. For that's me. a weird sort of window. It things, really like yeah. that's a band that I liked when I was really little, and then just I still never, like it's just still great. Still, it's, didn't you have a Lookout Records shirt on yeah. the other day? Yeah, yeah. Hopeless Records just bought Lookout Records, and they're like I think re-releasing all of their 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 catalog. Who was even on them? On the Lookout, it was Records. Operation Ivy and Green Day. Are the two all bands. right, it was Green Day. Okay, um, but uh, but then after high school, like. We moved to L or I moved to LA. Me and Clay, Clay lived in Savannah for almost a year, and I lived out here. Why? Why'd you go to Savannah? I went to I. Uh, here's the damnedest thing. I did not want to go to college. Right. It was a thing that like I never wanted to do, and uh, my mom, uh, she uh, never like finished college, so mm-hmm. it was a thing she wanted someone to like finish college, and uh, I was like, I'm not gonna go to college. She was like, Go to this art school, and so like I applied for to it. Scad. To SCAD, yeah. Right. And I applied for it, and I was like, okay, they're not, they're not going to let me in. It's going to be awesome. I can fucking move out to wherever. And they gave me a scholarship. Wow. And I, I, so it's like something you can't turn down. And yeah. then I went there, and then I fucking dropped out. Did you like it at all? No, I did not care yeah, for so it you, one you day. Because it was just a school, continuation huh? of school, which I already was fed up with in the second grade. What did you hate? What did you first start hating school? Second grade, probably. Or probably was, from the get-go, man. I didn't, like... I was, like, a very quiet kid. Okay. I think my mom was, like, telling me, like, I didn't say a word for the longest time. She really? got worried. Yeah. I was just always kept to myself, and then just, like... School did, forced you to not yeah, do that. Yeah. School forced me to hang out with other people, and I was just like, I don't care for this. And that got in my head early, and then from there on out, just didn't care. So, did you ever have think there's any going to be any ramifications to that? No, not at all. Because when I was a kid, I was I always think you couldn't possibly skip school. Even though I hated school, you had to go, and I had to at least try to get decent grades. Otherwise, I'd get in trouble and things. That's would be true. Bad. I, I, I did right? have that. I didn't want my dad to fucking hit me or anything. He would hit you if you had bad grades. Well, you just hit me all the time. It's a damn shame. Would uh, that give you real beatings? Wit saw it all the time. Really? No, it'd be like, it, well, he was. Clay, pick up these sticks, and he Clay would go like, I don't want to pick up these sticks, and he go, What? 
There you go. I don't want to pick up sticks. And you just go. Yeah, it's like a clobber. Just a just clobber. Like a, just like no, no. To the ground, you know, whack. I never understood like the belt thing where you just like you bend someone over, take off your belt, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna hit you. Here you go. One, two, three, hit. With me, it was always like, oh, get, uh, like it was like, <laughs> a quick hit, but right? you know, but I don't want to say it wasn't that bad. It was fine. But uh, dad's so, a great guy. He's do you feel like awesome. that's because you don't think it was that bad because of other people you knew had it worse, or just because it yeah, wasn't? That it just bad? wasn't that bad. Oh, My dad okay. was a great guy. He just hit but, sometimes. Who cares? He's from the south. That's what you expect. Right. But um, I did master the art of getting D's. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so getting just enough. Just to... getting. I've never failed. I've never like. Got, okay. <laughs> I never made like A B honor roll or anything. But right. I've never failed. So I, I rode like that C D all the way out. When did people uh, in school start thinking you were maybe special? When I was in fucking special ed. But it wasn't because it's because he was so quiet and like you know and didn't refuse to work and so like it kind of there was no choice but for teachers to be like, all right, we're gonna Uh put you in the you you pass these tests and it doesn't say that you're technically special, (laughs) right? But. They just because yeah. they felt like you would ruin it for the rest of them if you were in the. Well, I don't know what it was. Like they gave me an IQ test and they like showed it to my mom. It was like, hey, here's the average line. I was either like a little below or like maybe like right on the average line. So it's like there's nothing like wrong with them. Mm-hmm. He just fucking doesn't care. <laughs> and uh, and I just didn't. And so they just put me in. I th- they thought that if they put me in a special class. That I I was like they did so many experience or experiments on me in the fourth <laughs> grade they put me in uh, a smart class a right. really really smart class and I'm like wait I'm I've been smart this whole time this is fucking crazy right but it, I think that what it was is if they saw if I was put in that environment if I s- try to keep up with everyone else they thought I could mm-hmm. and maybe I can rise above. It'd be like a weird experiment, but but, you showed but I went there and they told me to do something and I didn't do it. <laughs> so it's the same fucking trip. So I got to go into one of those classes with Clay yeah. and Jeremy. I had in eighth grade. I got two classes that mm-hmm. were special classes because uh, one of my teachers at the time I thought said something really racist, but I was thinking about it now, and if anything, it's like not racist. Mm-hmm. There's a black kid in our school named Anthony, and. uh he was like one wearing shoes in class and my teacher goes stop you gotta wear shoes you that's white trash and he goes i'm black and she goes it's black trash and i remember going and i thought she was like mean right. so i remember going to my mom and be like she said this kid was black trash and she like got me taken out of her okay. class and it messed up my whole schedule to where that was i got probably put, during your political punk stage yeah i was, in, you, I was, you were I was when i had political yeah. punk black and trash. i got put in two uh special classes with clay and, uh, That's the funniest thing. Imagine that conversation. Well, yeah. <laughs> you gotta think that teacher's probably an idiot. She's probably an idiot, like a, just about an idiot talking to an idiot right there. <laughs> you know, you know she's a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why trash now. Like to think she was dumb enough to say that to a black kid to come say that's white trash. <laughs> the kid's like not even offended. Just uh, I'm black. Well, then it's black trash. <laughs> We're just a bunch of idiots talking to each other in that situation. Uh, just chewing the fat of their lives in a moment well, in history. The special classes were the easiest thing in the world. Though. Really? They were the they best. Were like, blast, teachers man. would basically like, give you massages while you took a test. Like, Here's the thing, man. They loved the special I, uh, I always loved drawing and... Uh, 
And no. every time they saw me draw, they were like, good for you, Clay. You rock. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah. all right. This is pretty cool. <laughs> good for me. That's like, how you kind of got into drawing. But we didn't get as special treatment in that as our friend Jeremy did. Right. Like, everybody was so afraid of his mom because his mom Why? would, like, throw fits at teachers if they tried to fail Jeremy. Really? Yeah. So Jeremy was literally allowed to bring a pillow to class, wow. go in the corner and lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. Man. Whereas if me and Clay, like, did our work and then put our heads down, the teacher would flip out on us. Yeah. Wow. And Jeremy just had no idea how good he had it. You ever had kids like that? I don't even know. I don't seem to remember anything like that. But there's also things that probably happened that I don't know all the sides of. Right. So who knows what was going on? I mean, there was definitely a girl I knew who, uh, I, I, we all, people used to make fun of her because she, she lived in a trailer. And it's like, I think back on that now. I'm like, God, what an unbelievably cruel thing to do. And right. even like, like, God, like fucking terribly cruel. And also, who cares for one? Right. Wow. She lives in a, uh, it's just amazing. It's kind of like, it's hard to even think about older times when it was just, it was like, I don't know, something about those. Cause everyone's so stupid. You're a kid. You just have no fucking clue about anything. Right. You don't have any. The ramifications of anything don't make any sense. At least for me, they didn't. And I didn't have any... Anything I was saying was just repeating from something I heard from someone else or someone that was just as stupid as me or some adult who's saying something they don't even know what they're talking about. Right. Just like... Yeah. It was hard. It, I don't remember a lot of teasing and like people getting made fun of after in high school, after middle school, really. Really? Yeah, that was an early... I, like, I think I, ha- I remember that. Shit. I think there was like... Like a, so much... like diversity as far as uh, wealth went there was like really? really rich people really poor people just middle class people and everybody's interests were all the same because there wasn't really that much to do mm-hmm. so like even though musically we liked specific things it was hard to find things to rebel against like because part of us would be like we're punks we're not rednecks fuck rednecks but then right. the, the rednecks would be like hey y'all want go my truck and we can go mud and be like yeah. That, okay. That sounds actually really fun. We should do that. <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. I always, I always had in my mind in high school it was punks versus rednecks. Mm-hmm. That's like that was like the, that was the struggle I had to go through. But it's like shit I made up in my mind because yeah. like the more of a fucking dumb redneck you are, like the more like really you really hate black people and like mm-hmm. listen to Johnny Rebel at like fucking gym class. <laughs> Have you ever Those, heard Johnny Rebel? Oof. <laughs> oh god. We learned about that in fucking in like gym class and like yeah. really? so tacky but mm. those people that are really dumb are in special classes and so i can relate with them in that so they're right. like oh that's clay from my class he's cool and then the other redneck was casey price and he was like kind of funny and then like we the were kind of funny and so we got along like so yeah we just so had it fucking we had it easy it was pretty easy in high school also we there was there wasn't like a lot of bullying or weirdness as far as all that stuff goes and like this we tried to rebel but yeah just there wasn't too much it's hard there's to. nothing to rebel yeah. against yeah. we live in a paradise well, yeah we, live we lived on, on a place called pleasure island like why was it called that yeah i don't know Pino- like, is that the, what the island's called in pinocchio yeah yeah i don't know i mean imagine Blue crabs, shrimpers, Ooh, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful like, birds, estuaries. Oh, estuaries all over. Catfish, mulletfish. You get to, you get in a marine biology class. It's Ooh. nothing but field trips. Oh my God! Go out there to that bay, that Gulf of Mexico, yeah, Wolf Bay. Oh, so beautiful. White Wolf sand, bay, little lagoon, fish river. Those those white sands are endless. 
Yep. Get out there. I don't know about it. Oh, I know. I used to go to a place called Mash's Sands on the Apalachicola Bay. It's a very special bay. A lot of juvenile fish were (laughs) bred (laughs) bred in the estuary in that area there. Uh, Tupelo honey harvested there. Mm. A lot of mullet fish jumping out of the water. Yep. There's a mullet festival not near far from there There's once a, a year. There's a mullet festival in Gulf Shores. Oh, yeah. it's the best fish. It's like catfish, but it's jumping. There's a mullet toss. Mullet you toss. ever heard mullet about that? I haven't, no. Mullet yeah. toss is a huge party. Thousands of people go. The whole island goes onto the beach, and where you see how far you can throw a mullet. God. <laughs> Man, Plain there's some and fucking... simple. It's just simply There's some mullet. southern shit that just really... Okay, uh, wait, what, what else is it? That's it? <laughs> Oh, but how does there's no what else there's like a, something else you do nope you well, chuck the motherfucker and just th- throw just it chuck it as far as you can do you ever throws it far as they get to they get to eat it they get they to have eat it. Hey, it you can eat yours too if you didn't throw it far enough <laughs> well well we drink for 48 hours leading up to it <laughs> and then we continue to drink 48 hours afterwards and then uh well it's pretty much how much we're always drinking it's just more a <laughs> little more get good 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 beer for the mullet toss yep gotta get real high oh god yeah. that was the best that was like there's a, so much adult activity going on on golf shores and so much like kids just by themselves their parents are too drunk like none of our every every one of our friends parents has had a substance abuse really? problem at some point That's yeah pretty crazy. much yeah. i mean yeah your parents did? Oh, yeah. Well, it's just what the town is built on because a lot yeah. of it, all of us, all of my friends and like went included was uh, born in uh, Birmingham, else. Alabama or somewhere up there. They were the black sheep of their families and then they came down to the beach to hang out and do... To get away from their family. To get away from their families. To party. So to our, party, our home, Pleasure Island, like Gulf Shores is basically... All the black sheeps of every family in the southeast okay. moves there to get away from their family. Or that's what our experience was. No, right? it's, I mean, for the most part, that's what it is. Like, every one of our friends, they, like, ran away or their mom or dad kind of bailed or, you know what I mean? And so it's created, like, a cool kind of somewhat forward-thinking really? hippie okay. kind of. Yeah, it's yeah, a like parrot a, head type of Yeah, place. like Jimmy Buffett. Right. Jimmy Buffett God. like God, yeah. God, yeah, it's, it's like, it's peaceful and slightly progressive but while also retaining some backward stuff at the same yeah, time yeah. yeah some super backward stuff there was yeah. i i just remembered the other day the most fucked up thing which was when we were seniors in high school there was a new walmart that was built and there was this huge controversy nobody wanted a walmart hmm. and uh, it ended up happening and like six months into it, it uh being built there was this news story about this man who would walk? He would walk around Walmart jerking off, and then wait for a, a kid to turn the corner and then come on the kid. What the fuck? Okay, that has nothing come. to do with the type of people that. Come no, down but that's just some fucked up that's weird just some shit. Some fucked up shit. You remember? But that happens everywhere. Everyone has a. Nut no, I don't in think town. that happens everywhere. Everyone that's has just... a nut in their town. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has someone busting a nut in the Walmart in their town. Oh God, that's nuts. Yeah. But Jesus, I'm trying some other weird backwards. Shit. But your mom was uh, she's she was uh, I don't want to say rebel rouser, but she was she used to party. Yeah, she's wild. didn't she like date? Uh, mom some, dated. You know, um, some, she dated. I mean, most recently, she dated Howard Scott from War. 
Okay. Yeah. That was a weird. Which was cool for me and Clay because Howard oh. had a like political message. And so we were, how old were you then? We were in must, ninth grade. Oh, wow. That must yeah. be really cool. And this yeah. is like, I wrote Pledge Now at the time. And I also wrote a song called uh, Canada where if the war is going to happen, I was going to fleet up to Canada. I was going to fight no war for nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Howard saw us have band practice once. He was staying with my mom wow. and recording a, like this EP with her and uh, with your mom. Yeah, his mom was a singer. right? Yeah, she's a singer, flautist, flautist, pianist, mm-hmm. guitarist. She played guitar. But uh, anyway, Howard was like super stoked on our political message. Nice. And he, I remember, told me and Clay like, "Damn, you just gotta keep going in that direction." Yeah, he stopped me and like told me like, "Yeah, he was super into my Canada song." Yeah. Wow. But my mom was a cool musician in the late 70s and she's all she was always a musician but she would always but tell she, stories that are fucking insane like yeah she uh was like in aspen or somewhere in colorado she would tell stories with like this crazy ending always and they would always go something like this like she'd go i'd be like i'd watch a movie uh, that was about this person and i'd be like she'd see that i was watching mm-hmm. it and she'd pause the movie and be like 1979 I was uh riding uh, in my car with my twin sister in Aspen, Colorado and there was ice on the road and we got in a terrible car accident and we were all bruised and beaten up walking to a hospital and a red convertible speeds by us and then skirts on its brakes and turns back around and a man gets out and he's he's wearing two different colored converses and suspenders and glasses and he puts us in his car takes us to the hospital takes us back to his house where he has two African princesses feeding us for a week. And and uh, they were doing drugs, but we weren't, <laughs> which is something she'd always say. Yeah. And then uh, That's we a go, lot. do you know who that man was? And I know and she goes, that, that was Hunter S. Thompson. Like, she would always reveal who it was at the very end. That sounds like a good... Yeah, that, that's cool. a true. That's a she true story like, of hers? Yeah, she has stories like that with David Bowie Jesus. and Steve Martin. She was played and, for... Like, she was like one of the whalers, right? She sang backup for the whale for the whalers wow. when she lived in Jamaica. Well, your mom lived in Jamaica for a period of time. Mm-hmm. How long? I think like a year. Hmm. Yeah, but and she was in a a band with her twin sister called Sin Twister. Sin Twister. But uh, gosh. Anyway, then she had kids, and hmm. her first husband uh, owned a club in Aspen, and then I think one in West Palm Beach, Florida, and they kind of she would play it all the time and open for all these cool bands and kind of make music relationships that way but like she has cool stories about the cars yeah i've heard i think this is not true but there's a great piece of lore that uh rico kasich and david lynch were college roommates and that everyone thought that rico kasich was the weird one (laughs) really really yeah would that be like Philadelphia? Or? I don't know. I don't think it's true. I, I think that's not true. It sounds too good to be true, right? I don't know, man. I could see in college David Lynch fitting right in and like. Just oh yeah. Like, well, Rico Kasich is definitely like one of the creepiest motherfuckers alive. <laughs> like that guy. I'm trying to think of like. like I'm trying skull. to think of like. I don't know. I know. Maybe I feel like David Lynch was like Philadelphia. And then he went to the AFI school in Los Angeles. But he's from Montana. Or maybe I don't know. What it, I don't know where he started. I don't know. Either. It, I don't know exact biography either. I just don't feel like they would cross paths. Yeah, I don't think it's true, but it sounds cool, right? Yeah, my ex coworker's girlfriend was David Lynch's assistant. I think she still is, and hmm. she's like, he's super cool. 
Oh, he's I remember coolest. when we first moved out here, he would do the uh, weather report for... Uh, On uh, Indy That was awesome. Yeah. The weather is good. <laughs> Lots of clouds. <laughs> They're moving to the west. Little wind. 80 degrees. It'll be okay. Beautiful right. day to <laughs> eat an ice cream cone. <laughs> always been like that. So simple. Oh, God, someone should put out a record of just all, you know, the best of David Lynch's weather. Yeah. I would buy that. I'd buy a record. I would just sit buy there a record of that. best of 103. That was just a, Jonesy's jukebox. Yeah. That was a gym. It was a gym. I didn't realize it until after it was gone how great it was. Yeah. Because I would, like, pop on and, like, they would have, like... I would listen to, like, Death Metal at night. For, like, yeah. There was, like, I think it was called Full Metal Jackie yeah. at a show or something. Mm-hmm. It was just a fucking great show. It was good. There's a lot. There's, there's pretty much... There's only a few stations like that left in America, I think. I was in Bakersfield, and uh, what I like to do when I, when I leave, like, L.A., I like to, like, surf the AM, like, totally. stations just to find anything weird. They have a... I, I just, like, change it, and I heard, like, Nate Bargatze on, really? like... They have a comedy channel on, like... Um, in Bakersfield? Bakersfield. So there's weird stuff God. still going on in other places. I don't know if that's not that weird, but... It's happened. For the radio. now, after, like... Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think the radio will stick around. I don't... I mean, as much as everything else is available, there's something about the radio that makes you feel like you're connected to the person. Because I always feel that way. When I'm driving or something, when I listen to the, a CD or a song or something like that, it's not the radio. It's nice, but it doesn't have this... There's not this... Uh, there's, there's like it lacks any kind of novelty in the sense of yeah, where I mean it's like everything I mean yeah you don't it's know it's like why people happen. buy records because I have every song ever on my phone through Spotify right. but I still want to like go find records and I can watch any TV show I want but yeah. I still like to like tune in and right. feel like I'm a part of something yeah, yeah you're you're a part of something because it is it's like a thing where even if just two other people are also listening. They're listening to the thing at the same time so that someone else somewhere is experiencing the exact same thing as you are at the same time. And even even though it's mundane, right. it's still something where there's like a, it, it's an inherent connectivity that you can't, it's an undeniable connectivity that is, it's pretty, feels pretty good. Yeah. Especially when you hear something really cool on radio. Right. Like, Remember that back in the day when, like, before... I hear something cool. Like, what the fuck is this? When it's I'm so like cool. I'm like Alt 98 and I hear Sunday morning, my no doubt, like freak out. <laughs> Sunday morning. I met two people recently in LA that were in at the same show that I was at in like 2002 in Birmingham. What show? Uh, some, uh, well, this one was in uh, Atlanta. It was a Bane Oh, Bane concert. I, met, I just met somebody just now. Earlier today, that was at that same really? concert that same night. Just kind of bizarre. To think. Speaking about. of Atlanta, I bet we have some crossover. Maybe totally. Maybe we're at that pita place while we're skating the Tallahassee skate park. S- yeah, po- Pocket Sandwich Emporium. We would go to Tallahassee all the yeah. time. Yeah, they used to have tons of punk bands. Like the, mm-hmm. I didn't go there. I only went there one time and saw. Jesus Christ, this is such like a nostalgia trip. I can't remember what band it was. Uh, Cer- Cerebr- Cerebr- Shoal. Cerebr- Shoal. It's like sort of a, a kind of a crust hippie. D- I don't know how to describe it. Like a not a jam band. It was a psychedelic band. Oh, nice. Hippie we would based. go to uh, that would Beta not. Bar. Yeah. Beta Bar and Big okay. Daddies. It used to be the Cow House before it was the Beta Bar, but um, I used to, it was the Beta Bar when I was there. So must have been like. Oh, we must have cro- We had to cross some paths. Unless you were going to an Every Time I Die show, I don't think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I oh, my God. I definitely announced on the radio a bunch. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with Clay Tatum and Wit Alexander Thomas Packard of 
themselves and them them uh-huh. them punks with an x dot tribal tribal dot com also uh stone quackers yes the yep. animated television show don't forget two foot nothing also two foot nothing the original band also power violence la also known as power violence the weekly sunday night comedy show that's the best oh, pal. so it's, it's why you visit okay we'll be back you're listening to twisting the wind you're still listening to twisting the wind thank you for subscribing rating and reviewing and donating and shopping on the amazon portal to get us one percent cash back hey jack Soup? Is that a, is that a vocal technique saying soup? No, that's just what I always do. In the audience, next time you're on stage, listen to me. Because <laughs> when you walk onto stage or walk off, I go soup, beshu, What's another one? Huh? Don't you have another thing where you go? Uh, you made uh, you made Bud say it one time. Soup, soup, I don't know. It's soupy soup. And we're back. Oh, and I go, oh, sorry. Trailer, oh, trailer, trailer. That's what trailer, What's that? Trailer, Is that I don't a Jack know. I just started saying on stage a, uh... when I see somebody who's like cool in the audience, mm-hmm. I go, "Dude, you're a trailer, trailer." <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here is a trailer, trailer of the night. Trailer, feels good. Sometimes I don't know if you're ever on stage and you like look out in the audience and you see one person who is a perfect audience member. And you're like, I could spend the rest of my life with that person in the audience there. Yeah. It's usually a metalhead-looking dude who has, like, camo shorts on Someone for me. who's down. They're yeah, just somebody who's just, it. like, down and seems mm-hmm. fun. That's a turtler durler turtler turtler I've never seen it. Hmm. So. so we're talking about some different stuff. You're talking about your mom and uh, crazy shit she got into. Mm-hmm. So we haven't even talked about the thing that me and you have in common, well, which well, is rare. Let's t- you talk about it. So I can tell me problems. Yeah. Got a shitload of. You have a lot of health problems. I have so fucking much. When did it start? Started when I was like right out of the gates. What do you mean? I start. I came out of the gates. Well, you see my left ear here. How it's like kind of fucking weird. I guess so. That was like problem number one. Doesn't seem that weird, but I guess my left ear looks. Say so. Okay. But the right ear. Yeah, that one looks different. (laughs) Those look different. I was born with my arm up, like I was raising my hand in my mom's womb. Okay. And so it fucked up the development of my left ear. Okay. So that's the fucking first thing. Also fucked up my ear a little bit. Um, I've had tubes in my ears like 20 times. Is it because of what? Is it because the ears don't... I have a decaying eardrum. Okay. So like that's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Oops. And it might have to, something to do with my nose. I can't breathe on my nose. It's a damn shame. Not at all. I can like a little bit. Like but a little whistle. Not... <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like Todd Berry. <laughs> Does he have that? No, I don't know. Todd, I just always say that because I feel like whenever I hear Todd Berry, I always hear him because he always exhales out his nose to punctuate yeah. a joke. Yeah. And it works because he's one of the most hilarious comedians ever to live, I feel like. Uh, like, I'll watch him do, tell a joke about buttering corn and people are fucking dying. Yeah. He's that thing where he's, he does a thing where he goes at the end of a <laughs> joke. Corn. It's like but a his, weird like, thing. CDs are so, like, you get every single mouth noise and, like, yeah. No, yeah. like they really? really crank up that mic. Yeah. Because yeah. that was my, that was my first comedy CD was Medium Energy. Was Todd Berry? Yeah. Well, he's, cause he's such a low... Such a low guy, he has to crank that up. Yeah. So, so you can do so, a Todd Berry thing with your nose, obviously. I can do that, but, but that's like. But what is that? Th- what's that? What's happening there? So the what happened? Uh, my nose is a fucking mystery. <laughs> I've been to so many doctors, and they right? can't figure what it, they can't crack the code. What do you they mean? Just don't know because they thought it was allergies. They thought it was a de- deviated is it septum. That yeah, I guess it's inflamed. It's inflamed. Due to allergies, but that's not really the case. Mm-hmm. They had some. They said something about nose spurs, which to this day I don't know what the fuck nose they're talking about. Spurs. Yeah. Did you look There's them up? a. I had a. I had an operation another, like a, like a year ago, where they cut something down. And they thought something. I don't know. Like they, cut out some fat in my nose. <laughs> that didn't do a damn thing. They had a fat nose. Shit. And they're saying my the problems in my ears are because my nose they're, not giving enough airflow. Well, they are to connected, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're, yeah. they're connected through a. Series of tubes, and I've also had diarrhea since I was a one. <laughs> since you were one, yeah, like diarrhea every day. He yeah, every day. He pees. Right. Well, I poop just like I pee. I've had so many times where I like I was staying at a friend's house and I wanted like take a poop, so I like run the sink. Yep, because <laughs> the fucking same sound. <laughs> <laughs> when me and Clay used to live together, and we lived with a newer, uh, well, he's an old friend, but a newer roommate named Brock, and yeah. Clay would. Take a poop in the bathroom and just go, and then the noise would stop and click. Up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I just don't care. It's just great. I can just do you I fart anywhere. All the goddamn. So you do time. fart. Okay, that's good. I don't can't really fart. Any- I do fart, but I fart while I'm pooping, so I don't get to enjoy it. Except for occasionally, an early morning, laying on my stomach, I'll blast a trumpet into the air. <laughs> and it was some- I had a trumpet blast recently that was. I mean, this is a word that I don't like to use because I think it's overused, but when I say it right now, I mean it. Mm-hmm. This trumpet blast was epic. <laughs> That's right. It was a... <laughs> Those are great. Mine are like these. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? No, they're it's thick. Like, they're thick. They're thick. <laughs> it's like you, it sounds like, like a, a dog pressure. trying to say a word. I hold it up and then I just let it ride. It's like a, it's like a punch. It's like a car ride. It's like a pop. A yeah, puff. I fart all the time. Boom. I have diarrhea all the time. If I eat popcorn, I'll just I'll randomly shit. <laughs> what do you mean randomly shit? Uh, when I eat popcorn, a weird thing happens right? where like when I my body tells me I have to shit and I don't have to shit. And then I have to shit. My body doesn't tell me. Oh, so you shit your a, pants. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It's like, uh, you don't shit your pants, but farting is like Russian roulette at that point. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. How, um, uh, why popcorn, do you think? I have no idea. They thought it was chocolate, too. When I was little, they thought chocolate would do the same thing. So have you done all the whole allergy reduction stuff, tried not eating I've this, done, not eating I've that? I've done everything. Have you ever tried subsiding on uh, peanut butter and jelly, or peanut butter sandwiches, bananas, and like 
coconut milk. You ever tried that? Mm-mm. I heard bananas is great. Bananas are great. Right? I do. I do fiber gummies. Fiber like, gummies. Okay. I can't like. I have to have like candy in order to like to live. Yeah. So I've done fiber gummies. So it makes me get pretty thick. But <laughs> um, what with the poo poo? Yep. Oh, so it's like a thick porridge. Yeah. It, it ran, <laughs> so you, you've never seen a log, have you? Uh, have you ever no, logged? I've seen a log. All the, I've seen. When's the last time you logged? I actually logged recently. No way. Because it's the fiber gummies. I'm telling you. But about. You're, you're creating a so log. So like, what, like, what like a dog happens, log. What happens with a normal guy, he eats food, the food turns into a log, and you poop out that log. Yeah. What happens with me is I eat food, it turns into diarrhea instantly, and then I poop the diarrhea. Or I eat food, turns into diarrhea. I take fiber gummies, the fiber gummies go down there and go, Hey, let's put this back together. What the heck are we going to do with all this diarrhea? Come on, pal, let's try to glue this thing together. And they glue it it together. Fiber. Sometimes they do a good job gluing it together, and I go, great job, guys. You really put in the work. But sometimes it comes out like a, like an unfinished painting, you know? Like a gluey mess. It's like mud. Like mud, like porridge. I'm like, a nice porridge. But even then, isn't that better than, than uh, it's a lot better. water? So how can Because I take... think I'm like destroying my stomach by having diarrhea all the time. You should so. take fiber all the time, then. Yeah, I do uh, fiber every day now. I do two gummies a day. Maybe you should try it in a way that's not gummies. Maybe like just like a no, there's cereal. No way. I can't like a crackling oat bran. Um, get some good whole foods. I know. Foods. I need some steel oat, spinach, steel cut oats. Spinach oat. is good. Yeah. Yeah, spinach. Some steel cut oats. I need that in my life. I need oatmeal. Oatmeal is really good What's, for me. So you don't eat it, or you think you I just need... don't eat it? I just don't. It's like God. school all over again. I, oh, so a lot of things in my life I just don't care mm-hmm. about, and I just don't do anything about it. It's the same reason that Clay is like edits things and messes around in Photoshop, and he saves all of his projects and folders as like one, two, three, A, B, nine, nine, ten, eleven, X, Z, Y. So because he just fuck, doesn't man. give a fuck. And it's like, oh, we need to find that video that from last winter when we were at, in Big Bear. Mm-hmm. And he's I, I like, saved it's, it gone. Butt cut. Like, it's gone. It's right. gone. <laughs> How come you don't care? I don't know. It's just a thing. It pains me to care really? about stuff. But you I care about stuff. To... Well, I care about like, I care about a lot of stuff, but like stuff that I don't care about, I straight up just don't do anything about. I can see Clay a lot of time. I'll be standing behind him when he's editing something for us. And like, I can see him start to go like ZZZ123XX. X, X, and then he kind of sees that I'm getting frustrated right. behind him and goes, Okay. RC underscore zero one of project blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> Saves an entire thing. I uh, all I know is that if I had the ability to create logs, I would do it. You don't do you, do you not log? I cannot make logs. I logged once. I could have a memory of a log as a child, but the last time I logged was before I was ten years old. I that makes me so happy. I haven't logged since. I've created micro snakes, which are these snakes that are very small. And they have almost a log consistency, but they are what about, snakes. What um, ra- rabbit pellets? No, I don't do pellets, no. I do Just pellets water. all the time. Yeah. Actually, when I was camping recently, I took a shit. Uh, we, uh, we, <laughs> we were hiking, and uh, we hit this massive fucking scary rainstorm. We were off the trail in Yosemite, and uh, we had to wait under the trees for a while as the shit passed. And it was, got really cold and scary and kind of fun, though. And eventually we found a nice place to shelter. And we hung out there, dried our clothes, and tried to start a fire. And we also 
brought a bunch of snacks with us because it was a day hike, and we had some really good manchego cheese. It's a sheep's mm-hmm. milk cheese. It was raw sheep's milk oh, cheese. Like got, a, it's just a, ooh, oh, oh, good. It's got a Whole Foods. It's real salty, real thick, real stinky. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of slices of that manchego with some, some high-fiber flaxseed chips and maybe something else, and ate probably about an entire cup of blueberries. Mm. And then later on that day, after we'd weathered the storm and climbed this peak and come back down, I had probably one of the best shits of my entire life. Really? I think it was the combination of the stress, the 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 workout, obviously the raw sheep's milk cheese and the blueberries just created this. I mean, it wasn't a log. I'll never have a log. But um, it was one of those things where if this could be every day, how great would days be? I feel like that's what people experience. They have a built up of like... Uh, they have like built up like all this poop that needs to come out mm-hmm. and they poop and they force it out and it's just like once they force it out and then it oh. it goes ka-chunk and you go oh man <laughs> but with me it's just like I have a flap and above the flap is water <laughs> and I just I open up the floodgates it goes down give it a shake put <laughs> it back shake. and that, but there's still some water in there you don't know if you're gonna have to go back in for Another round. I just know I'm not gonna be farting for the next five minutes, but yeah. I'm gonna come in. And make Do you ever feel like when you shit, you're getting getting poison out? Like you feel better afterwards because yeah. it's just like the there was poison in your body that was maybe because you drank the night before a bunch, and then right. now it's out. No, I mean I just eat poison, like just garbage. Man, I really, I I really respect you with your your eating fi- high fiber diets. I'm not that good. I feel like you're. But I can't create a log. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes I'll eat food that I'll eat the best food. I'll have a blueberry breakfast with some yogurt and a bunch of granola, like low sugar, high fiber, good granola for breakfast. I'll have a great lunch of, I don't know, something, again, fibrous and a lot of pectin and all the right things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's still, right. You still get this terrible, terrible after product. So. Is it really, does it smell chemically? Mm. I have that. Chemically? And what yeah. kind of chemical are you talking about? Like sulfur? Yeah. Well, clay, but that's because you you prefer the synthetic <laughs> chemical tasting versions of things. Like what? That's true. Maybe example. that has to do something with why it smells like a chemical. Yeah. I mean, I, I like my favorite thing when I was growing up was fucking those sandwiches that they wrapped up in gas stations <laughs> that like you can taste in the bread. There's like, you can like taste nickel. And, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he prefers like Splenda. I, oh yeah, I eat Splenda is so Splenda has this chemical like burn he likes to a it. Burn, and he says he's gotta have has, that burn. It has a chemical burn to it when you put in the, like I don't like iced coffee because it's just like drinking fucking water, but like hot coffee has a burn to it, and you put that chemical shit in it, Splenda, and it has another burn to it. This is great. And then I smoke cigarettes, and that has a burn to it. Yeah, cigarettes are bad. Yeah. But not bad. It could be bad for pooping. But you're much healthier, aren't you, Whit? I'm healthy, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have, like, problems. Not health problems like y'all have, but I get, like, migraines. Mm. And yeah. I'm recently have been, uh, well, I've always been, had a really sen- weird sensitivity to SLS, which is in that? toothpaste. It's sulfuric lorate. Oh, sulfate. I feel like that's also Lorates, in dandruff yeah. shampoos, or like that's in. Well, it's is very, there it's very SLS and pop- shampoo? I don't know. It's God. a very popular thing to not have in organic things now. Is yeah. it? No SLS. No, no laurel sulfates. I've been, uh, well, I've been allergic to it since I was, I think my whole life. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, especially like in my later teens, I'd always get these 
weird like ulcers Ooh. all in my mouth. I kind of have one right now. Yeah. Um, uh, all over my mouth, and it just made like eating anything hell, Ugh. and uh, like smoking cigarettes yeah. hell, alcohol hell. And uh, then I went to a dentist when I was 19 or 20, and he's like, yeah, I think you're allergic to SLS. Use this Arm & Hammer toothpaste. It doesn't have it. So I used that for uh, five years, and then um, Arm & Hammer put it in their toothpaste. Those sneaky little bastards. And so my mouth for the last year has been fucking awful. Those fucking I had, CGs. I had no idea why, and then I read on this blog that was why, and now I have to use – right now I'm using Tom's. Yeah, Do you want me to they? call up – Arm and Hammer, and just fucking give it to him. Give it to him, dude. I'm gonna call him. So many up. people you'd have to give it to just to get up. But to it a made like and... doing stand up awful. God, and, uh, kissing my girlfriend. We've been together now for almost a year, and I just like for a lot of time haven't been able to kiss her on the mouth because it hurts too bad. Before I would go on stage, hmm. uh, I'd have to put all this numbing shit on my mouth so that I can talk. Yeah. People who listen to this podcast are gonna be shitting and gonna be brushing their teeth. Yeah, or yeah. being like very—it's gonna be gonna be a maybe a, maybe good and both good and bad. It's good. I like it. it's a new, it's a neutral neutral line. Yeah, but I think I have it figured out now. God. I just don't anything like super acidic and like sugar's, liquid form. Sugar's bad. Well, sugar yeah. creates acid. I mean, I shouldn't drink anything yeah. any soda, but I do. And that's something I don't do. Yeah, soda. Just don't care for it. I drink soda. But uh, and so then what? migraines I've had since I was a kid. Migraines, but those are, those are few and far between nowadays. So what made you guys come out here, out to LA? Uh, well, we skated a lot growing up, and then we both hurt each other, hurt ourselves at the same time. What'd you do? Broken, I broke an ankle right in half. I broke oh. a knee and an arm. God. Yep. And uh, thrashing, used, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. shredding. Actually, both of both of our injuries were very anticlimactic do, tricks. Do all skaters do that at one point in time or another? You have to. No, really. No. Some of them don't ever. Our friend Jeremy's never. Are you serious? Hurt himself. But he's like the most bombastic skater. He like I know. fucking. I mean, also, he's I gotten hit by because... a car, but he's never like injured himself to where he had to go get surgery. Also, wow. Jeremy's rubber. Like when he falls, he yeah. Like, you know, it's like if a cat falls. If he if the cat's not preparing for the fall, he'll get less hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like well, he never went through an awkward stage with his body either. <laughs> like I grew really quick, right. really fast, to where I was like 6'2 in eighth grade and really skinny. And Clay was like stocky. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you see, if you ever see me walk, you I walk like I'm either the Hulk or like morbidly obese <laughs> i do this weird waddle i can't fucking yeah can't shimmy. Whereas jeremy just grew gradually it's fine you know what i mean he's the rabbit a rabbit does not struggle to be a rabbit yeah so anyway we both hurt ourselves and um we went from making like skate videos to just making goofy dumb videos right sketches whatever mm-hmm. we thought they were and uh, this is in alabama still yeah mm-hmm. really liked that a lot and Clay went to film school, and I came out to L.A. to try to be an actor. And then a, about a year later, Clay came out. So the transition from skateboard punk style happened just kind of naturally because you're... I feel like that's the... Because I used to be really into skateboarding. I used to... I mean, kind of into it. I wasn't... I, I was into more like the idea of it and the culture of it more than actually skateboarding. But That's basically what skateboarding is. Yeah. And I remember watching that those 411 videos and how they were... Yeah. They're kind of like comedy videos because they would fuck around and do weird shit. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it wasn't about the tricks; it was about 
the guy and saying something stupid and irreverent. Yeah, I mean, that's what skateboarding yeah. got us into everything. Because skate, skate videos had the music mm-hmm. that yeah. we learned. I think, to answer the earlier question, we got into punk through skate videos. And then yeah. comedy through, like, CKY. and Jackass. Like, well, also, I grew up, I was, like, the only, I, we, I had a, I just... I had a weird satellite. I had a huge satellite. My dad mm-hmm. loves TV. And so we got this huge satellite. And so I got all these weird channels. Like, Comedy Central was, like, not a channel that a lot of my friends had. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would always watch, um, like, Kids in the Hall and, like, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And they would re-air them. And, uh, shit, let us stand up. Yeah. I'm surprised I don't do stand up now because how much... How much yeah, Clay was way con- more into it than I was. Why did why why did you never get into stand up? He did it actually. Before. Well, I did it before Wit, okay. and um, I just like I don't I don't know why I didn't. Don't care. I just I didn't pick up on it. Maybe hey, who knows? But um, I just never like never got into it. But I was really into it like, when I was like little. Right. I loved watching Tony Woods. He had a Comedy Central present special that I really liked. Um, I don't even know who that is. It's just weird comics, right. and then every—I don't know—that's a weird tangent. Well, yeah. So you guys got into the, the comedy thing, and then you started yeah. making videos. And yeah, now, but it took like four years of us living here, or right. also, four for me, three. For yeah, five. I actually came out here because I wanted to be a director. I didn't want to do anything comedy. Yeah, really? I didn't really want to do any of that either. I, really? We were pretty serious, and everything we'd come up with together back then was pretty like not. It was pretty like. Uh, Trying to think of an example, Gus Van Santi. Okay, yeah. so kind of emotional. Uh, like two friends who are on a journey together. Got you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we just couldn't help but do like funny, yeah, things. And everything it would always end up taking like a funny, improvised, creepy turn. <laughs> and that is like we made two shorts when Clay was in college out here, mm-hmm. came to L.A. and was in school out here, and that were. Originally not supposed to be funny, but they ended up being kind of funny. Are they on YouTube? Mm-hmm. What are they I, don't, I don't know. Probably no. I, I don't like to put any of that stuff up. No, so one of them's on YouTube, I think. Or I mean, it's not bad. But right. They're not bad. If you can't, if they're called Small Elephants and Parker's Letter Home, and they're long. It's like pre-YouTube, so it's like oh yeah, it's ten minutes. Way long. too long, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So like, we started doing that, and then we started Power Violence as a way to play those videos mm-hmm. we're like we'll make a couple videos a month and play them and through power violence started goofing around as a group well how did you guys meet rod and uh bud, bud? just through like uh wit worked at a skate shop and one of the guys there he became friends with and that guy was named Bobby, and then Bobby lived with us, and then Bobby brought all, all of his friends, which mm-hmm. were Rod and Buddy. Yeah. And uh, that's how we got to know there you go. Rod and Buddy. When PV was born. Yeah. Yeah. But back then, it was just the name of a show. Right. And then... Because um, it's a type of music. Yeah. Well, it, was not, it doesn't have to do really with the music. No. Cause, I mean, like, I... Even though I listen to punk, I didn't like. I only listened to like Charles, uh, Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson, Spaz were like the only Power Violence bands I listened to. I just thought the name Power Violence was so funny. Yeah, it's so overly aggressive mm-hmm. to a point where it's absurd. I just I always loved that name. So yeah, that's a great so ripped the in. Right, and then when we were hosting Power Violence show, people would call us the Power Violence Boys, and we just were like, we're Power Violence. Yeah, there you go. Boom, bang, bing. And now we're all on Saturday Night Live. 
Bang, 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 ding, dong. Bang, bang, bang. So how is SNL going? It's going all right. We're that good. Lauren cracks me up all the time. What that is he? Lauren. What's so? What's so, so funny? He's trying to get us to do more sketches. Is it that he's so serious? He's funny, or is it like he's funny, funny? You just don't see it when he's on camera. Um, he's just he's always cracking. Listen, I I, th- I feel like he'll just pull me aside, and tell me a quick one, and I'll just laugh my ass off all the <laughs> yeah. way home. Well, he's really like a father figure to right. me. Yeah. Yeah. He just gives us, I mean, he might not be that funny, but he has really good advice when it comes to, like, industry stuff and who I should sign with and, like, what I should do. <laughs> all the deals life. that I should cut. All these deals I should cut and, like, what should I do to make my career more funny and better for me. Lorne yeah. Michaels. Lorne Michaels. That's He's Lorne. a beautiful man. Yeah. His okay. name is Lorne. Nobody ever talks about how his name is Lorne. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird name. What is that name? <laughs> I don't know, man. Lorne. Some Canadian shit. Lorne. Canada. It's not Lauren. <laughs> It's just Lauren. 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 Has Lauren. there ever been another person of any notoriety named Lauren? Nope. Interesting. Just Lauren Michaels. Pretty sure not. I should ask him about it. Yeah, we should ask our boss, Lauren Michaels, about it. Well, tell him to get in touch with me. I think I'm down. I'm ready for next year. I'll be okay. ready. I'm getting That's the, what I'm we did. Because our old roommate, Brooks, was on SNL. Right. And uh, he was like... It it's awesome out here. I really like New York, and I think this show is actually pretty funny. And I was like, uh, you know, that sounds great, but I really like L.A. And he was like, man, no, this show is super funny. You should check it out. And so we watched maybe it. We watched it. And, and we liked it. I thought it was super funny. And then I emailed Lauren. I got the email from Brooks. Oh, cool. And I was like, hey, listen, um, I'll probably be in New York like in a couple months. Uh, uh, if you'd like to show me around the set, I would love to like check it out. And, and we're down for cast members. Well, I didn't say that, but eventually I, he kind of talked me into it. And I was like, all right, cool, for sure. I'll do like. And then he asked if he has any buds. And that's when he brought me in. Nice. Yeah. And I told him I'd be okay with being in the Is cast. Brooks still doing it there? Or did he get tired of it? No, he was like, oh, He got like, sick of it. Yeah. Really? He, was, he wasn't like. He's just like, I don't like this anymore. And I think it was because, like, you know. It was hindering his stand-up yeah. potential. Mm-hmm. He was like. And since I don't do stand-up, what a fucking perfect place yeah. for me. Yeah. So I'll probably quit next year. I think yeah. I might stop doing stand-up and just do characters. Maybe sort of do, like, the whole Bill Murray thing. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Murray did a. Yeah, he had, like, a lot of success with, like, shit like that. It's who else has had success without doing stand-up, but is definitely a comedian? Um, I'd like to say, uh, probably... Uh, not Steve Martin. He did stand up. Steve Martin did stand up. Um, Jerry Seinfeld from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. He did stand up. He did stand up, and that's what the show was about, right? <laughs> um, but what about someone who's like a Bill Murray type, but isn't Bill Murray? I know who's like uh, who's like Jerry Seinfeld. Not to get on this again, yeah. but Louis C.K. He has a show. Yeah, but he's yeah, from stand up. But the show is about stand up too. Louis so. C.K. is you know, he's funny. Stand always fun. Always sunny in Philadelphia, guys. Those guys are, but you don't see him outside of that. You don't see them outside, and you also much. don't see him on stage in stand up. Like yeah, Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld. Well, who um, who's like doing what Bill Murray did? Oh. Chris Farley, but he passed. Okay, let's not name SNL. There okay. has to be people outside SNL and outside Kids in the Hall, even though some of those people do stay like Jerry Seinfeld from Lucy K. Kyle Mooney? Kyle Mooney doesn't Night really... Live. Kyle Mooney's all Saturday Night Live again. Yeah, yeah. And, and his character Slime. do stand-up. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, hmm, I don't know if that counts. Hey, I could be a first if I really take my... What about... If I really buckle up with this SNL thing and really do some great characters to get on YouTube. You should. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Steve Carell. I think we're about to name a bunch of Chicago people. Yeah. Rob Cordry. 
Rob Hubel. Rob Hubel does stand up. He does? Yeah. He does stand up. Yeah. I was about oh. to say Paul Shear does too. Mm. Paul Shear. Name and names, guys. There's people listening Crow. to this screaming in their heads right now. They're screaming Louis C.K., but I wish I could be there to tell them it's <laughs> that's not Louis C.K. That's stand up comedy. He has a show that's about stand up comedy, you idiot. I'm going to smack you in the head. Oh. And then he Cracker Jack, that guy is yeah. whoever, the, not C.K., but whoever's screaming C.K., he doesn't get it. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, Scott Thompson? Scott Thompson, yeah. Nice I did, guy. I did a show with him the other night. Really? Where? Uh, three of clubs. I haven't seen him in a while, dude. He was so funny. He's the best. I think he only does characters life. Really? I've never seen Scott him. Thompson. Scott. Bubby, buddy, Bubby Cole. That's the character he did. Buddy Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna consider it, guys. I'm gonna consider maybe sort of tapering off stand up and just. But you'd doing... have to still perform live. Yeah, I'll do that. Wait, more. you really are? Yeah, I think that? I'll just do characters. Cause I like doing characters. Jim I've done Sugarman. a lot of characters. Jim Sugarman. But you have the mud kid. The oh, kid yeah. Who, I went to that one time. That. Uh, Gino Quinn. <laughs> Gino Quinn, mud boy. Who wants to eat mud? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try to get me to eat mud, and I did. That's right. God, that was a real thrown together thing there. That was funny. Best characters always come that way. What else was it? You got to get stoned and do it. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I wanted to be a character guy when I first started Paramount. Yeah, what? Clay was always doing characters. Yeah, I did one. I did my favorite character. I did was a guy named Ringo. Maybe Ringo, Ringo the cell phone comedian. Yeah, Ringo. I was I was Ringo the cell phone comedian, and I would go up on stage. I would go, "Hey, everyone, listen, I'm Ringo. I do uh, cell phone comedy." <laughs> and uh, oops, someone's calling me. I grab my phone. <laughs> I go, "Hello, who is this?" Oh, it's comedy. Hi, comedy. What would you like to say to the crowd? Oh, it's going to be a funny one tonight. Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? <laughs> Do you, uh, would you, would you have the, uh, well, I didn't talk to him. I, no, I said, no, well, the thing is, the fucked up thing is, I went, I'm not saying that. And I would just do that for a long time. And then I would just <laughs> leave long, the stage like talking minutes? on the phone. Yeah, about five he'd, minutes. He'd oh. walk to the back of the stage, back to the audience. And talk you should to do it again. I want to see him come one. back. Also, yeah. my favorite character that Clay ever did was a Halloween costume advice guy. Oh, Bruce Anderson or something? Uh, yeah. yeah. And you say, all right, so maybe you don't have a... Uh, maybe you don't have a costume plan, but I bet you have a laptop. That's why you carry your laptop with you and be computer man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a God. long presentation about that. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I used to want to be a character guy. There you go. Start it up again. Yeah, I'll start Here it is. Again. Start it up. Oh, and what else? Jim Grapes. Jim <laughs> Grapes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just... Whoa, that was a dumb one. Uh, Jim Grapes was... Fan of I was a huge, huge fan of skateboarding. Skateboarding is really great. <laughs> oh, boy. I just said stuff that's No, crazy. that wasn't the thing. I, but you no, but his thing was that he would have like six things in his hand right? while he I would was wear like five jackets and I had like twenty Four drinks in my hand. And he kind of like about yeah, how much it was kind of like Neil Hamber kind of. And then um I just cuz I saw that. My favorite moment sure. of that is it was first time Nick Rutherford ever did power violence mm-hmm. and Clay I have a video of Clay introducing Nick and it said please, he as Jim Grapes and he goes that's that's it for me, but please welcome to the stage your next comedian, Nick Ruthersford. <laughs> he said Ruthersford. Ruthersford. Not even in character. I just thought that's what the name of the guy was. It might as well be. Yeah. Ruthersford. But he had a birthday, you let me ride a moped. 
Those oh, are the days. I missed it. No, those are the days. He had a moped there. Damn. Went up to 30. <laughs> oh. Yeah. A little speed demon. <laughs> Dangerous. God. Uh, where? What, sh- what should people do? Mm. Oh. Get in contact with Lauren Michaels. Tell them okay. you love the and show. Call her with our agent, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Yeah. What else? Cut a deal. Uh, Stone Quackers is a show that eventually will come out. I swear to God, this motherfucker's going to come gonna out. It's going to be great. It's going to come out. I don't know where it's going to come out. No, if you search it right now, it there's doesn't nothing gonna, exist. Sorry, pal. There's but, nothing that's going right. to come up. Animation uh, takes forever. Yeah, but uh, find Under, that yeah. and also come to our show on Sunday nights. In Los Angeles. But check Los out Angeles. your YouTube. I'll put all of the YouTube links up, too, for all your videos. Check out our funny videos The best videos. Super great videos. Thank you. Um, Fell in love instantly. Instagram. We have a we had a skateboard show called Gleaming the Tube. That's harder to Ooh. find. Hard to find. Really YouTube. just don't want you to bother go to claytatum.com. It's a real website. You don't have to go there. I'm actually joking. But if you go there, you can find... Same things we we're just telling you about. Call Buddy Diaz. Call Buddy Diaz. Let's give his number right now. Um, give old Buddy a call. What should they say to Bud? Let him know that you're a fan of his. After watching Buddy's video, please let him know that you're a fan of his. His number is 805-215-4282. It's a, Buddy, it's me, and I'm a big fan. And what the heck, BuddyAnthonDiaz at gmail.com. Also, <laughs> yeah, and also... His, we we made a skate video where we at the end we put Buddy's all of his contact information. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Yeah. Nothing happens because no, 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 no one calls. No one, no one watches, watches our videos. Our stuff. Who cares? You guys are matter. terrible. Yeah, we we're guys, terrible. We're ter- that's terrible. Clay and Wit, thanks for being here. Thanks, John. I'm gonna thanks. close it down now. Is there anything you want? We might, do you want to make a sound or anything? Shadow, what's your anchor? Out of here, wrote up all. Good. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.